Welcome to this special series of Step Away Chatcast, where we interview past participants on their expectations, aha moments, and takeaways from the inaugural Step Away 2019 event. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Step Away Chatcast. We're really excited to have... Um, a group back together again. We've got uh, Kevin Thorne, Kevin Hello. Nuggethead Thorne, and we've got Deborah Silly Monkey, and we've got Brent. Uh, um, idiotic, right? Uh, I don't know if that's the right <laughs> moniker or not. <laughs> it works just fine. I, I All right, wherever I go. <laughs> well, great to have you with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, this is going to be fun. I, I like yeah. a good flashback to to think back uh, last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, be a good time. Yeah, it's so great to have you back and see everybody. We've been doing a number of these, so it's 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 great to see everybody. It's kind of like a reunion that's been been really fun. Um, so we just want to ask you a couple of questions about the event to kind of uh, share with other folks who might be thinking of coming to our online version that we're doing in September, um, which we're going to have some 3D activities. We're using um, a 3D world uh, that Deborah can talk a little bit about. We're doing some. Uh, online activities, uh, the same concepts and ideas, just in a little bit of a different uh, format. So, um, Deborah, I'll let you talk a little bit about what we're planning on doing, and then ask Brett some questions. Brent, some questions about you know his experience and those types of things. Oh yeah, because that way you can think about it, Brent, and how we did it last year, and how you think, oh, we're going to do it in this 3D world this year. Um, yeah, so we have some technology uh, that we're able to use um, from Vertway. It's some people in Spain who've been working and building these 3D worlds for a long time, and I've worked with them for probably eight or nine years. So we were actually already putting together kind of a second level event that we were going to use in this 3D world. And when COVID hit, um, we were able to pivot and, and change our, um, you know, our in-person uh, event to this 3D world. And part of it's going to be online. We'll do, be in the world like um, maybe two or three times a week. And then other times they're going to be doing some self-paced events. And we've got lots of, so it's a little different, but it's the content is all the same. They're still going to go through all of those uh, same activities with the Lego and with, uh, you know, the design sessions and the drawing. And we've, we've got lots of fun activities to, to make that work. Um, but we actually even have, get this, we have a 3D um, room that looks kind of like it's not Lego because that's, you know, trademarked, but it's bricks. <laughs> and they are going to be able to move those bricks into positions. And Kevin will facilitate that just like he did. And then we also have an escape room. So well, I we was have just going to ask about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's pretty cool. We're, we're really psyched about it. So, um, yeah, but why don't you tell us about your experience last year and um yeah what, you know, motiv- think- what motivated you to come well you did oh <laughs> <laughs> no i listen i you guys know uh i've been in the event space uh producing events for other people and then producing events for myself and uh for a long time and have been wanting to disrupt sort of the events that we all go to for a long time or maybe maybe not disrupts the right thing but just been 
knowing that there's got to be something better, a better way to do it. And I'll just say right out the shoot that one of the most important things and the thing that I loved most about what you guys did was taking everybody away from the job, right? Blocking out reality so that you could just disconnect and, and learn and, and practice and, and do the work. I think the hardest thing that people find time to do is to actually do the work of creativity and to do the work of learning. And sometimes I think we've, we fall onto technology too easily and we think technology is going to do all the learning work for us. Like if we watch something or if we just consume something that we're going to learn it and we're going to be, okay, cool. That's all I have to do. But I think that that's one of the biggest takeaways I had was, yeah, I've been in this industry a long time. I know a lot about gamification. I've read all Carl's books. You know, I know what's going on. I like to think of myself as, you know, in the smart know. in that space and doing all that kind of stuff and doing L&D and all of that. But to actually disconnect from everything and to really focus with other people and to engage in those conversations and those creative moments was amazingly powerful and I absolutely think it can be done virtually. So I was super excited when you guys said that you were going to be still doing it because, but the, the one thing I will say to people though is block off your space. Like if you, you know, if you really want to get everything out of this, you know, you can't just take of it like a zoom meeting and just sit and, and listen to your manager or whomever give a presentation about it. You've got to be ready to engage and touch the virtual blocks and engage in the conversations and and really do your best to disconnect from everything around you. Obviously with the COVID pandemic stuff, it's, it's gonna be maybe a little bit harder, but there's there's definitely tips and tricks that people have out there. Well, I, was, I mean, that was the motivation by the name of the event, Step Away. That's the, you know, disconnect. Step away from the noise, step away from the distractions. Um, because we can and it seems like a gimmick right i mean it feel like something like oh yeah sure we all know you got to get out of the workplace and all that kind of stuff but until you do it that's right. and you feel it and you actually yeah. experience it it's you know you're just like oh, i could do that anywhere it feels more like a vacation well even the <laughs> yeah even the simplest of tasks if you're just thinking through a problem and you're trying to design some kind of a solution you don't know which the sometimes the hardest thing to do is just shut the lid of your laptop and walk to another room with a piece of paper and a pencil and still think through that problem and still think through and do some activities. But I think stepping away or disconnecting from all of the channels of in, uh, disruption that come at us in 14 different directions a day, I think part of that. So, you know, part of the, um, the, the challenge with, uh, we talked about this in one of our earlier chat casts, can you teach creativity? And I think Carl and Deborah and I uh, all agree that you can, uh, but there are some other factors and other elements involved in there. And I do remember uh, that morning when we were using Lego Series Play as a way to identify a learning problem you're trying to solve. And you were having an anxiety attack almost because <laughs> you had two problems. You didn't know which one and you didn't even sure if one could be a game, even if it was, I mean, can you talk through that, that period? Cause I know that was a, if anything, that was probably the stressful 
part of your week was that one it totally morning. Was. I was, and I was going to bring that up too. I was, you know, it's like, I overthink things a lot. I know this about myself. I have, I have fairly decent uh, self understanding um, and, and work at it. I know it's a growth area for me, which is why I really wanted to, you know, try and do it. But, you know, I look at, a pile of Legos and it does, it causes me extreme anxiety. It could be because it's far too many options. I like guidelines. I like guideposts, right? And I, I sometimes have to, I know this, that I have to build my own constraints in order for creativity to kind of snap. If it's too wide up, you put a blank sheet of paper in front of me and I probably need to be medicated for a week. It just like, <laughs> it, it just, my head gets too active. There's too many options. And that was what I was running into and what I realized. And I think this is the psychology around the whole Lego thing that people talk about, but don't really understand until they experience it. And that is the touching of it. So what I told myself I was going to do was, cause I got so frustrated. I'm just going to put them together and I'm with no goal with nothing. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to start snapping these together. Cause you got to start somewhere with that kind of thing. If you just look at the pile, you do kind of stress out. And if you try to logically look at the pile, you stress out even more. So you just kind of got to start putting things together. And then once you start putting them together, then you can take them apart and go, oh, well, maybe look at this clump I have. Yeah, oh, that, was the, that was the don't, don't have a meeting with yourself. Yeah. You know, yeah. just, just start thinking with your hands and it'll all come together. Right. And that's what it was. And I think that's where it really hit home for me was how real that connection between your 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 hands or doing something physical or seeing something physical and your mind and what you're thinking and being able to trigger being able to disconnect from what you're thinking about to something totally different and then all of a sudden that kind of loosens things up in your head and then you can start thinking then you go back to the problem and all of a sudden it's like your head is readjusted and ready to take on the problem differently. Yeah. I, it's really weird. I don't know. No, you're making, it makes good sense to me. Happened. Yeah. You know, but, but it was, it was extremely, um, it was extremely useful and um, it, it, it was a huge aha moment for me for sure. one of the you know, cool things we like about step away is that we start with, getting people to think about the problem using Lego and then work kind of ease into like some game design and playing some games and then looking at shapes and, and drawing and telling stories and then actually building your game. And, but the thing that we really like is that we take you from start to finish and you, yeah. you finish a game and it's a pretty good prototype that has been play tested several times mm -hmm. during the event. So you get to take it from start to finish, which a lot of you know conferences will get you started, give you some really good nuggets of information to work with and think about, but we like to have it finished. And then at the end, you get to have your game, you know, printed and published and we send it to you. So, um, that was was there was that part of a process that that you enjoyed or is there yeah, anything? well again it was one of those it's the hard work of being creative and doing something right it's so it's so easy to go oh okay i know what they've said now i know what they told me okay let's just go do something else now 
you know, but you know, it's the follow through, it's getting it done. And it is taking a project from beginning to end and going through the creative struggle is where all the aha moments come. And I know I would much rather be one of those people that is just like, you start to run up against that wall, right? And you can't solve this one problem. And it's like, oh, let's just put it aside. I'm going to go do something else for a little while. It's, it's too frustrating. But to to be in that environment where that's what we're there to do and that's what we're building. And there, And you three are there, plus all of your peers to help you and so it's a safe environment to be able to ask people questions, to let them, you know, to, to knock around different ideas. And, you know, you both were right. There were those moments where I'm like, this is not possible. I can't, I can't make a game out of this or we can't, you know, can't do, it's never going to work out. How would we do this? But as we played through different games and as we did different things, it opened up different new channels of thinking about what a game could be. And different models and different frameworks of what games could be and the different types of maybe mostly like the outcomes. I can remember one of the conversations you were having with us, Carl, or maybe it was a conversation you and I were having out by the pool was um, just like the goal being something different mm -hmm. than uh, finishing, right? Like you, you're right. telling everybody in the, in the, um, in the game or in the, in the activity or the experience that they need to get to this one goal. But really as an instructor, as a designer, your own, your only real goal is to just get them to realize something or to get to a certain point as a team. And then really the experience is over. Maybe they don't go all the way there. And I had never really thought of it like that before being able to you know utilize games or any a learning experience like that so that you know you get people to do that hard work you're not just telling them you're not just handing them a solution here was the problem here was the solution get it now you go apply it somewhere else instead they had to work through it and do that work of coming to that conclusion on their own which um which was really cool yeah that's yeah. why I, I love your game that the, what you came up with and maybe if, if you take a moment just to kind of share what did you come up with? So it was, it was a, yeah, it was a pretty cool game. It's about having a difficult conversation with family members. And I can't remember the title of the game specifically, but family members who are in that position where they have to um, put their, their elderly parents into, um, you know, a care. Uh, is that something, is that, am I right? I mean, I'm, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember what I called it either though. Sorry. <laughs> But I do remember thinking, those, so of the two ideas that I had, that was the one that was like the throwaway one that I thought, yeah, there's no way we can do this. But I remember it started off as something very different. We, I wanted yeah. to just teach, I thought the easiest thing, right? I went with the tactical thing, right? The, like, what's the, what are the tasks to teach people? I think because my wife does fall prevention, I thought, hmm, how can I gamify, you know, fall prevention in the home for family members and whatnot? But then as we all started, you know, working that problem, the conversations all started turning around into, you know, really the, you know, a bigger, larger problem that we could try to solve is how difficult having conversations are and things like that. And that's when I was thinking, oh, I, that's, it's not fun. Right? No, but the, the, <laughs> the brilliant, yeah. The, right? yeah. <laughs> the brilliant <laughs> structure of the game was so simple. You had a time card yeah. and a money card. And then there were like situational scenario cards. And that was it. Mm -hmm. 
you lay a scenario down, it's like it's just going to cost time or money. And then people put in, well, I've got, I've got a half hour on Friday mornings. I'll put a time card in and say, well, I'm busy all week. I don't have, but I, I can give you $100 for prescriptions. So the family members keep putting into the pot, but then you've designed it to where time and money is going to run out, but there's still more scenarios coming at you. Yeah. So now it's a trade-off. Like, okay, now here's the conversation part. And like, it's the reality that everybody's yeah, experienced, right. but it's like, it's almost like a simulation, design. right? And so you can simulate what's going to be happening most likely in the future with the family, maybe getting together for the, maybe the first time to, uh, to en engage this type of a conversation about what are we going to do with mom and dad and, and, you know, where, you know, how do we solve some of these problems? We don't even know what the problems are that are going to be coming up, but it, at the very least, like this was this was kind of how it all came about was from that conversation that Carl had and in, in that you know what this game really isn't about winning or learning it's mm -hmm. about um well it's about learning but it, it's it's more about a awareness yeah it's a the process the conversation and, yeah. yeah and having that and, tough conversation in and the, the decisions that have to be made yeah. it's it was yeah. that was that's the hard part because people think oh yeah let's do put mom and dad in the care but we it costs time and it costs money what are you how are you going to spend it well right it disarms everybody too i think i it think does. that's one of the conclusions we came to as well because you could sit around as a family and go oh do we really do have to go through this card thing you know let's just talk about it you know and it's like well you know, if your family's anything like mine, talking about things is not easy, right? Just yeah, right. sitting down and talking. It sounds easy, but it's not easy. So if you had some structure around the conversation and that a structure that utilizes game elements to, to yeah. make that Well, it, it goes back to the psychology where you're talking about, you know, with your hands and your brain and making those connections. And it levels the playing set, if you will, on the table where everybody around the table are seeing, they're seeing the cards and they've got, you know, these are my, this is my time. This is my money. And I'm not going to give up my money or time unless, you know, I have to in some, in some cases. And then when you lay it yeah. down and it's like, well, how come, you know, a sister over there is only spending a hundred dollars and I'm spending $500. You know, you need to cash in some, you know, I can, I'm going to take some of my money back. I'll give you more time, but you got to put in some more. So that conversation, you're seeing it happen on the yeah. table with these cards. And I think you're that, again, it's a yeah. brilliant you're idea. Gonna, yeah. yeah. You're making a tough conversation that's kind of esoteric and easy for people to just go, oh, yeah, I'll help. And then six months down the road, yeah, the help never shows up. But when you can tangibly look at it and put it in that form, I think at the very least, it does start to identify and raise issues that could come up down the road. So. Yeah, I was super happy with it. I'll be honest with you. I, had, I did not have high hopes at all. And I think that's the thing that helped too, is that I really tried to lower my expectations and, and just, you know, just go at it with as open mind as possible. But, um, you know, just being there and being, being able to focus on it and have the conversation step away every now and then and help somebody else with their problem and then come back to my problem. And then we went it and we played other games or then we went and we ate together as a group or whatever, you know, I mean, it was, um, it was, it was just really, really powerful in a learning sense that a regular conference 
style event does, will never have it could, because it's not the model, right? The, the model is make money on vendors and marketing and, and all that kind of stuff. It's not really, you know, maybe way down on the list is the attendees should take an active role in their learning, but it's like, well, you should do that. It's your learning or whatever. Right. But to get into an environment where for all intents and purposes, that's, you know, you're there to just go through that hard work. And it's a struggle. Being creative, being innovative is a struggle. And I think, you know, a, a, a very high level outcome of the whole thing was to just reiterate that for me. It's one of those things that I always kind of knew. It's not as easy. People think you can just learn creativity or read a book about the guy that started Disney or whatever and go, oh, I get how Pixar went from nothing to a bajillion dollars and how creative those guys are. But no, you know, you don't know until you try it, yeah. until you do it. And I do think it can be taught to your guys' point as well. I think the the theme across these conversations with you and Greg and Janet and Deborah and Ralph in the last couple of weeks, the same theme is, is it's, it was hard. It was hard fun. I know Janet kind of coined that it's hard fun. It's you come in with these expectations, but you don't know what those expectations are. And then when you hit a roadblock and, it, and it's hard and it's difficult, you want to throw your hands up and quit. Like this isn't going to, like you even just said, this isn't going to work. Yeah. It's a throwaway um, we just talked to Greg a little while ago and he was kind of the same way. This is okay. There's structure here. I get that. But now this is hard. How do I, how do I make this happen? And having a venue like that, which is what this year is about as well is having a, a virtual environment that parallels the same experience to where you have a space where you can explore ideas, you can innovate, you can throw away stuff. Um, course you, you have to jump yeah you have to jump into your own pool though we don't we don't provide right. pool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but in some ways it's it's actually uh nicer because it's it's longer so you'll have more time to work out what you're doing you'll have more time to go over it you'll have you know uh time to marinate and think about it which is a really important part of any creative or innovative uh, process and I think you're absolutely right, Brent, in, in terms of people do forget. Everybody wants the easy way out, right? I read the book and I got it, or I do this and I got it. I get a conversation. Push a button. It. Right, exactly. <laughs> Push a button, easy button. But it really, it really is hard work, but, it, but it's, not, it's, not, um, it's not horrible work. It's not hmm. you know, grudging work. It's, it's, you know, it's hard. It's fun, and it can be really exciting. It's only frustrating when – no one's there to help and no one's there to guide you and no, and you're on your own and you, and you hit a plateau and you don't know what to do next. So um, that's why we, we kind of put this together and we're really excited about, you know, this year's uh, version of it and um, getting people, you know, one of the most, thing, um, most excited about getting people out of zoom, right? Let, let's get out of zoom. Let's do a virtual escape room. Let's do something that's um, a virtual lake of, uh, sorry, virtual brick room, right? Let's do, let's do stuff that's not every day in Zoom. And we're very excited about that part of uh, uh, this year's yeah, event. More, it's still a lot of hands-on activity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and well, and it's, it, it, it's as I'm thinking through this, it, it absolutely doesn't have to be face-to-face -to, -face to do all the cool things that had all the real impact. Because even though we kind of did some of the stuff around a table together, we were still kind of doing it individually. That's right. 
with because we we were all thinking about our own projects and yep. we were all right there and everybody was really deep into their own thing you know and and sketching or drawing or or going through all the different parts of you know building the game or whatever and um but then we were all right there to talk about it and you can do that too with the virtual stuff absolutely being in that same space yeah, and everybody who registers actually gets those little game pieces and a, a lego kit mailed oh, to right. them as part of the registration so you'll have awesome. your bits and pieces to, to to work through those ideas right you'll get a little a bag of lego and a bag of game parts and a board and still we're still working through every single one of the um, problems that we did last year so yeah. yeah tons of fun i gotta tell you i think the 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 value still comes back to me you know just about every single day when i think about it or when somebody's mentioning events i just keep thinking it's just got to be more like what we did in florida with step away i mean there's just has to be more like that especially if people are really really interested in not just reading about it, not just talking about it, not just listening to somebody else present about it, but really doing the work and just getting down to business, coming up with that idea, and whether you like the idea or not, driving it over the finish line, taking it all the way there, you know, because you got to like, I think I, I'll end up being the poster child for, I hated every bit of my project right up until the very end when we got it. And then I was like, oh, this actually could be pretty cool. And it might actually work. But, you know, would we ever have gotten there if we didn't just kind of keep pounding on you it? You got to push through it, yeah. got to be a way there's, you know, maybe we should look at it from different angles. Maybe we should go do And it's not different. something, you know, it's not something that happened in day one. It's not something that right. happened on day two. And, you know, we've often compared, you know, you take a full pre-conference workshop, which is roughly about six hours, you know, inside a room somewhere. And, and then you think about what we accomplished in six hours in the first day. And we were just scratching the surface. We were I mean, just, just getting, getting started. Just, just getting started, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, for well, sure. Well, Brent, this has been great. We're, we're, unfortunately, we're out of time. Uh, but this has been, oh. now, this has been fantastic when I kind of, uh, ended on a high note and um, uh, invite everyone that who wants to have an experience like Brent has and who wants to uh, kind of hate their project until the end and then like push it through. <laughs> uh, I think it's a great, a great experience for anybody to have to learn about creativity and innovation and to do creativity and to do innovation. And solve a business about. problem. Yeah. All this, yeah and I didn't really hate it right up until the end. <laughs> no, you <laughs> just kept changing it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks again, Brent. All right. Thanks. All right. Yeah, great. Thanks, That's a wrap for this chat. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you wish to listen to more of our chats, subscribe at the event website, StepAway, at stepaway.design. That's one word, stepaway.design, D-E-S-I-G-N. -E